Sparkling Vintage Life, Episode 7. I'm your host, Jennifer Leo, and it's March 21st, 2019, as I record this. Happy Spring! It's a gorgeous, warm, sunny day here in North Idaho. I hope it is where you are, too. Today we're talking about home economics, which is making a comeback in some schools after being basically ousted as a field of study for a good couple of decades. What's that all about? Grab your saucepans and your seam rippers and find out. But first, a little news. My short story collection, Songbird and Other Stories, is now available in paperback in addition to the ebook edition. This is especially gratifying for me as this was the first book my husband and I self-published under our new imprint, Mountain Majesty Media. It was a learning experience, and it took longer than expected due to some hiccups along the way, but it's here now. So hop on over to Amazon or wherever you buy books and grab your copy. If you've not yet been introduced to my fiction, the short stories in Songbird are a way to sample my writing and see if you like it. It's also a lot easier to give someone a print book as a gift rather than an e-book. Hint, hint. Also, You're the Cream in My Coffee and Ain't Be- Misbehavin' are getting some good attention with their spanking new covers I told you about a couple weeks ago, so check them out as well. And now back to today's topic. What the heck is home ec? <laughs> if you're of a certain age, or if you talk to your grandmother and or your mother even, and you you know about the home economics classes girls took in junior high or high school. It was also offered as a college major in some universities. In fact, one of the first college majors available to women. The dictionary defines home economics as the theory and practice of homemaking. Wikipedia expands that definition into a field of study that deals with the relationships between individuals, families, and communities, and the environment in which they live. (laughs) That's almost so broad as to be virtually useless as a definition, but in essence, if you manage a dwelling of any type within a community of any type, you are practicing home economics. Over the years, it's been called by various other names. My school called it Home Arts. My grandmother told me her high school called it Domestic Science back in the 1920s. But it was all basically the same thing. Classes meant to teach young women how to be homemakers. Boys in those days were assigned to shop class instead, where they learned sturdy things like carpentry and welding and fixing engines. Now, before we go any further, I must confess that I was a home economics failure with a capital F. I attended middle school in the waning days of home ec, as it was sort of being phased out of the curriculum. I did all right at the cooking part. I have some good memories of making applesauce, chocolate pudding made with cornstarch, and Cornish game hens. My Cornish game hens were a real triumph, as I recall. But sewing. Sewing was a complete and total disaster. I couldn't sew a straight seam to save my life, 
and spent many tearful hours with a seam ripper in my hand. I now know that I have real issues with spatial perception. I can't envision at all how the pieces of a pattern are supposed to fit together and was forever attaching sleeves upside down or a neckline inside out. Also, at age 12 or 13 or whatever it was, I had the patience of a gnat, and so I rebelled at the tedious work of pinning and basting and hemming. Today, I fervently wish I could sew, so I wouldn't be so limited to wearing the clothes that are available in stores, which are often poorly made and rather ugly besides. I'm terribly envious of those who sew well. Is the word sewers? Because that looks like sewers when it's written out. Are they still called seamstresses or sewists? Anyway, people who sew. I envy them. But even the words inseam or facing or mercerized cotton thread are enough to make my blood pressure spike. Anyway, when I reached high school, home ec classes were elective, so I elected to stay as far away from them as possible. Sadly, that's proven to be to my disadvantage, as I've had to learn so many homemaking skills the hard way over the years. In past centuries, of course, these skills were usually learned at home from mothers and other relatives. Home economics as an academic field of study got its start in the 1800s as a means of teaching girls how to cook, sew, and manage a home economically. This was meant to be preparing them for their future, as at the time it was assumed girls would be homemakers and boys would become the breadwinners of the household. The field got a boost by the passing of the Morrill Act of 1862, which kicked off the so-called land-grant colleges to teach vocational subjects like mechanical arts, agriculture, and home economics. In the early 1900s, home economics was further organized into a formal field of study, Prominent women such as Catherine Beecher and Ellen Swallow Richards were at the forefront of the movement. Richards helped form the American Home Economics Association, today called the Association of Family and Consumer Sciences. Catherine Beecher was Harriet Beecher Stowe's sister, for those who are curious. Harriet, of course, was the author of the landmark novel Uncle Tom's Cabin. Beecher and Richards and their ilk organized home economics around seven areas, cooking, child development, elementary education, home management and design, sewing, budgeting, and health and hygiene. I only recall studying cooking and sewing at my school, although it's possible we touched on other subjects that I simply don't remember. Maybe I've blocked them out. I do remember one memorable unit on how to buy a bra with a bright pink booklet issued by one of the major bra manufacturers like Maidenform or Playtex. I kept that booklet for a long time. I wish I still had it. It might fetch a pretty penny on eBay. I also remember all of us girls laughing at each other as we applied beaten egg white to our faces, so I suppose there must have been a unit on skin care. But mostly I remember cooking and sewing. 
I definitely don't remember discussing child development or elementary education topics. But back in those early years, home economics emerged throughout the early 20th century as a movement to train women to manage their households and sort of professionalize the job of homemaker. Some schools had practice homes where students would live together and and work in actual homes, sharing the load of the tasks. Some child care classes were taught using infants temporarily on loan from orphanages, or they'd set up a daycare center at the school for mothers who worked. At the same time, more and more consumer goods were becoming available to the general public, especially after World War II. Interestingly, home economics moved from an area of production, producing things for the household such as cooking, sewing, and gardening, to consumption, how to buy things and become an expert consumer of products. After World War II, the so-called second-wave feminism led first to home economics classes being open to both women and men, and later pushed them out entirely as being sexist. Vocational courses in general declined during this period as high schools focused on preparing students for college instead of vocational work, and especially preparing them for taking tests in the No Child Left Behind era. Then as now, homemaking in general was sometimes derided as being somehow less important or less valid than pursuing a professional career outside the home. First of all, I think that's hogwash. Homemaking is extremely important to our families and to society at large. Witness the range of problems, from childhood obesity to fractured family relationships, that come from a devaluation of homemaking and caretaking and home life in general. And newsflash, even professional career people need to make a home unless they live in a hotel and eat all their meals in restaurants, which is unlikely. So getting rid of home ec to guide women into careers was a bit short-sighted, in my opinion. But now some schools are incorporating home economics back into the curriculum, often rechristened as something like life skills, They're teaching kids of both sexes how to balance a checkbook, how to boil an egg, how to sew on a button. They're teaching good nutrition, personal finance, and basic child care, as well as topics like environmentally responsible house cleaning methods. That that wasn't a thing back in 1955. One downside is that there seems to be a lack of qualified teachers nowadays working in the field. With home economics eliminated as a college major, in many areas the demand for teachers outstrips the supply. I think there are several good reasons that home economics needs to be fully reinstated in schools under whatever name. Aren't schools supposed to prepare for adulthood? What better way to prepare than to learn the practical details of taking care of yourself and those you love? So here are five reasons to bring home economics back. Number one, these are things all adults should know. There's no benefit in not knowing how to feed yourself or your family or how to wash dishes or how to do a load of laundry. Number two, it's eco-friendly. 
Kids should learn how to fix things versus replacing them all the time. To be able to replace a button or repair a torn sleeve rather than buying a whole new shirt. It's also better for the environment if they learn how to care for a home without using harmful chemicals. Number three, it's budget-friendly. Kids can learn how to save money by fixing things or by making them from scratch instead of buying them. I think home economics went off the track when the focus shifted from household productivity to household consumerism. Let's bring back the production angle to grow food, sew clothes, and be well-prepared and resourceful instead of running to the nearest big-box store for everything. Along with learning how to save money, we can also teach kids financial literacy, from how to balance a checkbook to how compound interest works. Number four, practical applied use of other subjects, particularly math and chemistry. Working in the kitchen or at the sewing table teaches practical application of fractions or geometry or physics in a way that textbooks don't. How do you follow a recipe or a sewing pattern? How do you have or double that recipe or adjust that pattern to fit your particular shape? What happens when you mix various elements of salt, fat, and heat, as a popular book addresses? These are practical applications of scientific and mathematical principles and the way they're applied in everyday life. Number five, safety. There are a lot of latchkey kids coming home to empty houses these days. They should know how to do so safely, how to cook a simple meal without starting a fire, how to handle the fire extinguisher if that first option fails, how to prepare and store food properly without getting sick, how to handle a sharp knife, and so on. Those are just five reasons I think home economics should be reinstated in schools. I'm sure there are many more. What do you remember about home economics classes? Do you think they should still be part of the curriculum? Feel free to leave a comment at sparklingvintagelife.com slash podcast. Look for episode 7, where I'll also leave the show notes. And I'll be back in a moment with today's Grace Note. Today's Grace Note is a fun book called Mrs. Dunwoody's Excellent Instructions for Homekeeping by Miriam Lucan, L-U-K-K-E-N. I hope I'm saying that correctly. The jacket copy describes it as a delightful compendium of homespun advice, cleaning, and etiquette tips, traditional recipes, and southern wit. In it, you'll find vintage cleaning hits, kitchen and laundry tips, social advice for getting along, and ideas for entertaining, drawn from a variety of old-timey sources. In the spirit of this very podcast, the book promises... Now you can bring the wise, unhurried ways and charm of an earlier time into the 21st century. And isn't that what we're all about? So look for Mrs. Dunwoody's Excellent Instructions for Homekeeping by Miriam Lucan. I'll provide a link in the show notes. And that's it for today. 
Have a lovely week, enjoy the spring sunshine, and tune in again next Thursday when I'll be back with another topic on A Sparkling Vintage Life.